Public adjusters, I'm going to talk about a huge topic that public adjusters all over the country and mainly in Florida are talking about on a daily basis and what to do about them. Manage, repair, program, MRPs. Are you ready? And I'm going to try to teach you how to get around it as well. Insurance companies, are you watching? Let's get right to it. Three, two, one. What's up, advocates? Welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Claims Show, and I know this is going to be a doozy. My name is Vince Perry, and the Commercial Claims Advocate, owner, and CEO of Elite Resolutions, a public adjusting firm. Let's talk about managed right to repair. Listen up, advocates. Whether you're a public adjuster, contractor, or an attorney, if you have a client that has suffered any kind of catastrophic loss, whether that be by fire or storm or just any catastrophic loss that requires your client to have to move out and incur ALE and loss of use coverage, you need to think about looking at Black Diamond Services. This is an incredible idea for a service that I think is extremely valuable and I've actually personally used uh, for my clients myself. Basically what they do is they provide all of the necessary money that need is needed to be done for the homeowner uh, to go and move to another place, whether that be a hotel or another home or whatever it is, they basically bill through their insurance policies, loss of use coverage, and basically they provide financial assistance so that the insured never has to incur any out-of-pocket expenses. It's an amazing service. I love the people at Black Diamond Services, especially Millie Varela. If you just contact her and contact Black Diamond Services, I'm telling you, they're going to take care of your climate clients like you wouldn't believe. I personally have a client who's suffered a fire damage and had to use their ALE coverage. And all we did was refer them to Black Diamond. Our clients did not have to come out of pocket a single penny. Black Diamond provided all of the financial um, uh, money and they provided the actual location for the homeowner to stay. Amazing service. Contact Black Diamond Services today so you could find out more information for yourself. What is Managed Right to Repair first? Managed right to repair program is basically a program that has been put together by several insurance companies that basically state that if you do suffer damage uh, on your property, that they will not cut you a check, that they will instead put an estimate together and they will send their own preferred vendors, they will send their own preferred contractors to go ahead and do the work for you. So basically, the insurance claims process is basically the same where they just go through the claims process, they send an insurance adjuster, they go ahead and they look at the damages, they put an estimate together and what it costs to do the damages, they send that estimate to the desk adjuster and the desk adjuster ultimately determines whether the claim should be paid or not. If they do decide to pay the claim, instead of taking that estimate and cutting you a check and writing the homeowner a check on what it's going to cost them to do the repairs, they don't do that. Instead, they schedule a time for one of their preferred contractors to go out to the property with the insurance adjuster's estimate and determine whether or not it could be done for this amount. They may make some changes. They may make some additions. They may make some um, some, some, uh, they may remove some things, you know, whatever it is, but they're going to go over and they're going to finalize that estimate. And then they're going to go ahead and proceed to do the work before, uh, before they start doing the work. One of the first of many downsides is, well, you have to pay the policyholder has to pay the deductible. So they will have to pay the deductible out of pocket. So whether that's $1,000, $2,500, or $5,000, usually that's where it ranges, they're going to have to pay the insurance company that money, either the insurance company or the contractor. But pretty sure it's the insurance company. They will have to pay them that money. So already this is a red flag, right? You're usually just, you're usually receiving money as a policyholder. Now you're having to come out of pocket money so you can have some contractors go in and do the repairs. That's strike number one. Strike number two, you're going to have some contractors go in and do the repair. 
You don't know who they are. You don't know where they're from. You don't know what other work that they've done. These are just some preferred vendors, preferred contractors that the insurance company have sent out to do repairs to your home that you have not chosen, that the insurance company has chosen for you. Already, you don't know. You may have some friends who are contractors. You may be very handy yourself. And frankly, when an insurance company is paid, you have the right to choose whomever you like and frankly, repair whatever you like. That's right. I said it. If they pay you $10,000 for new flooring, you could use that money to fix something else in your house if you have to. Just be aware, if you're not replacing the new flooring that they just paid for, you cannot file another claim on that. So if it's some severe damage, just beware. You better, in my opinion, you better repair the floor, but technically it's your money. You can do whatever you want to it. Just good luck in the future filing another claim on that floor. But now you're stuck to having to replace that floor. In addition to replacing that floor, you cannot make any upgrades. So that contractor coming in, you're now coming out of, out of pocket for that contractor that you don't know to come in to do the work on your floor. And now you have to replace it with the exact same floor that you have. So if you've suffered damage to your laminate wood flooring and you don't like your laminate wood flooring and you'd prefer to, you'd prefer to upgrade to tile, well, now you're going to have to guess what? Again, policyholder, come out of pocket more money for the upgrade because the insurance company is only paying you for tile. Instead of getting that $10,000 that I mentioned for the floor and doing some shopping on your own, again, maybe you're handy and maybe you know how to lay down tile yourself, or maybe you find some contractor or whoever you like that could put, that could remove the laminate flooring and put the new tile flooring for the $10,000 that the insurance company paid you for. Perfectly okay to do when they cut you a check. Not okay to do when they send a contractor out because now you're having to not only pay your deductible, but you're going to have to pay the difference of what it costs for tile instead of laminate flooring. So now you're having to pay even more because you're deciding to upgrade your home. And the last thing that I don't like about it is that it's already a strenuous enough process dealing with the insurance company. When you're using the preferred vendor from the insurance company, you have to continue to communicate with the insurance company throughout the repair process as well. So you're not done. Claim is finally over. I got my money. I can go ahead and start doing repairs. No, claim is just halfway there. Claim has just been settled. Now you're having to deal with the contractor, but in order to really deal with the contractor, you still have to deal with the adjuster. That is the middleman throughout the whole thing that you have to go, everything has to go through the insurance company, whatever additions, whatever changes, whatever mistakes that were made, everything is going through the insurance company. And if that contractor comes in and makes mistakes and puts holes in something or just doesn't do something correctly, guess who you have to complain to? The insurance company again, which you've already been complaining with them probably the first half of the process throughout the insurance claims process. It's a nightmare. I am not a fan of the program. I understand how it could sound very beneficial for someone even like me, who I like to hire people to do things, for someone like me or someone who just doesn't know any contractors, doesn't know what the price is and just doesn't want to deal with it, just go ahead. Good. They're preferred vendors. Okay, great. Send your preferred vendor out and do the work for me. But there's a lot of negatives to that that you have to be careful with, which I just mentioned. Now, public adjusters. So you have a client. This is where it hurts public adjusters just too, uh, too, right? Which in my opinion, again, just opinion, opinion disclaimer, opinion, um, this is sort of a lot of this was put in place to hurt public adjusters to to not allow uh, homeowners to try to get as much money as they need for their claim to really just sort of just sort of like put a stranglehold on on a, on a homeowner and a, their representative, a public adjuster on sort of just getting any money for the claim. Um, so as a result, it's basically, you know, uh, like I said, you don't have a choice to on who to choose. But so as public adjusters, 
the difficulty with public adjusting is that when there is an MRP program, it is next to impossible for the public adjuster to get paid. Why is that? Because, as you all know, a public adjuster gets paid contingency. We get paid a percentage on what the homeowner gets paid. I repeat, we get a percentage on what the homeowner gets paid. If they are not getting paid anything, then we are not getting paid anything. And it sucks, right? So if they're having, if the homeowner's having to come out of pocket, they're not going to come out of pocket anymore to pay you. So public adjusters that I've heard that actually charge a percentage for what the estimate is worth, even though it's an MRP, I don't know if that's illegal, but it's definitely not cool. Just a disclaimer about that. So most public adjusters, what do they do? They fall right into the trap of the insurance company and they end up walking away from the claim. First thing, let me tell you is our job first and foremost as a licensed public adjuster is to represent the homeowner throughout an insurance claim. So if you run into a severe loss and they have an MRP, I would still suggest that you do your job. Even if it ends up being pro bono, I hate, I hate to, to tell you that because they, people hate when I say that, but it is our job. It's our duty to make sure that we're representing them because they still have to go through the insurance claims process and they still have to go through, you know, the, the, the things that we have to go through throughout a claims process by providing the documentation, following up with the insurance company, so on and so forth. And the people need help with this. So, um, I would still sign the claim. And if every, every MRP claim that you walk away from guys, the insurance company wins. Okay. With that said, whenever they are going to go ahead and send their, uh, preferred vendor out, you want to make sure that you do some research on it, right? Okay. My advice is you do research on that particular company. Okay. Now there are some companies here in Florida that actually there is the insurance company's board of directors is also on the contractor's board of directors, not mentioning any names. There's also some contractors that are going out there to replace roofs that don't have roofing license, not going to mention any names. So you have to do some research, okay? And again, like we do public adjusters, guys, let's band together here, okay? I really want to band together here because you're fighting for your client day in, day out throughout the claims process, right? Yes, there's no reason why you shouldn't fight for this either. If they're sending out ABC contractor to go do the work, first thing you should do is Google them online. Chances are, I'm not saying this is always, but chances are the contractor that they're sending out is not a very good one. They've got a bad reputation and that homeowner is not going to want that person walking into their house. So that's where it starts. You need to ask the homeowner, are you okay with this company that I just found, one star on Google, to come in here and do the work in your house? Chances are they're going to say no. So you have to tell the insurance company, although we are okay, because remember you do it is a contract. The contract that was signed by the homeowner to the insurance company was signed agreeing that they would go ahead and go with their preferred vendors, probably a much cheaper rate of insurance also. So, but you have to make sure that, okay, although we agree to do this MRP, manage right to repair program, we do not agree with this contractor that you want to send out. I need you to go ahead and find another contractor and put the ball on the insurance company's court to find another contractor. If they send a contractor that is is good and it's up to the standards of the homeowner, then you're going to have to send some other requirements, okay? You need to find out if this in, if this company is insured. You need to find out if this company is actually licensed to do whatever it is they have to do. You need to make sure that this that this contractor um, has insurance. You need to make sure that everybody that steps on that property to do the work is also insured, workers comp and all that stuff. I also want you to make sure that every single contractor and subcontractor that comes out from the insurance company from this company has background checks done. 
And the last thing, I like to also make sure that if they're going to use the bathroom, there should be an outside porta potty. There's just a list of things that you want to make sure that all these things are checked off before that contractor steps into that home. If the insurance company is willing to abide by all of these things, then by all means, and then the homeowner is okay with it, by all means, allow that contractor to go in and start the work. My last piece of advice is make sure that you watch it throughout the entire process. If I were you with your client, follow up with them on a weekly basis, but also answer their phone call whenever they call. If there's any complaints about the work that's being done, you can go in there and you can have it stopped immediately. If the homeowner no longer wants this person because the work that they're doing is just unacceptable, well, you could have it stopped. Allow the insurance company to either send somebody else or there might be a chance of litigation. And once it gets into the litigation process, then frankly, they could still uh, go ahead and send it, send whoever you want. A lot of times it ends up in some kind of settlement and some kind of money anyway. And I will also say that the more you are on top of the insurance company throughout this MRP process, the more that you ask them to make sure that the homeowner, the more that you provide um, more satisfaction on what the homeowner wants, we want them to have insurance. We want them to have background checks. We only want them here during the day, not at night. You have to make sure you get all these things checked off because the homeowner needs to feel comfortable of this random contractor that's coming into their house. And what happens a lot of the times that I've noticed that if you force the insurance company to respond to all of these things, to make sure that it's the proper contractor coming out there, I will say not all the time, but a lot of times the insurance company will eventually sort of fold and say, you know what? Fine. We don't. We can't answer all of these questions, so we'll go ahead and send you the payment out that we that we originally agreed on. Now the payment goes through. You've done your work that you have to have done, and now you end up getting paid for your claim as a public adjuster. I've even heard a story recently uh, from a public adjuster who signed up the claim, went through the whole process, and even allowed the contractor to go in and start the work. They screwed up right on the front end. I forgot what it was, but the client was not happy. She sent a nasty email and she basically demanded that this contractor remove everything from the house, get out of the house, never to come back. And if they don't return with a new contractor by the end of the week, they were going to file a lawsuit. You know what happened at the end of the week? A payment was made. So guys, you have to put in the work. I cringe every time. I, I was just recently getting referrals from a public adjusting firm because they didn't want to sign MRP claims. Sign them, guys. It's our job. It is our duty to help the policyholder throughout the claims process. And this process, of all processes, is the worst one, having to go through this. Be with them from A to Z. Make sure that a good contractor goes out there. And if the insurance company actually gets through all of those steps of making sure it's the perfect contractor for the homeowner, be there throughout the, uh, throughout the repair process to make sure that all of it's done being correctly. And if... After all is said and done, you're dealing with this for three to six months because you have the repair process as well, and everything goes great. You want to? Let me tell you something. There's no one who's going to be more satisfied than the homeowner for you being there from beginning to end, watching their every step or watching watching over them throughout the entire process. And even if you walk away with zero, I promise you, you will walk away with so much more. Whether it be a feeling of satisfaction for helping someone else or an amazing referral source that you will have for the rest of your career. Do not walk out of these MRP um, claims. Do not walk out of managed right to repair. Sign the claims, especially if the people really need the help and they're going to have trouble and you know they're going to have trouble. Risk it. Trust me, it'll be so beneficial for your career. But call me 
Okay, message me, text me. We'll help you throughout the process to make sure that you're making the insurance company do what they have to do to put the proper people in there. Because I've noticed what happens a lot of the times, you make all these requirements, the insurance company, whatever insurance company is that has this MRP, a lot of times will end up making that payment on that claim. So, woo, that was a controversial one. I'm sure there's a lot of IAs and there's a lot of desk adjusters and insurance companies are going to watch this one, okay? I have a feeling. So that's, that's, that's the way it is, guys. You could think that it's a great program and sometimes it does work out. But I would, I would say I could count on one hand in my 14 years of doing this that I have seen this work out. And I mean one hand and not even like around that many. So either way, though, as a public adjuster, you got to sign it up. But that's it. We explain MRP. And I basically just explain as a public adjuster representing, or even if you're a homeowner, how to sort of hopefully get out of it. Okay. But the fact of the matter is, I think where the root of the problem is, 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 is actually allowing these programs and these insurance companies to insure your home. There are other options. And obviously, there are other more expensive options. More often than not, if there's an insurance company that has an MRP, you are going to pay a lot less because they have this MRP. So make sure that you don't get this. Pay a little bit more and get an actual insurance company that will do it the right way and cut you a check and allow you the freedom to choose whom you want and spend however much you want to do the repairs to your home. Just don't get those insurance companies. Get the ones that don't have this MRP. That was one of my best videos. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Thank you for watching, guys. My name is Vince Perry. I am the Commercial Claims Advocate. You can go on EliteResolutions.com if you want more information and tips for policyholders. And also, if you're a public adjuster and you're interested in coming to work for our firm, uh, you can go ahead and send us an application and uh, we'll go ahead and review it to see if we want to interview you for being one of our public adjusters. And then if you're a public adjuster, you can go on commercialclaimsadvocate.com where we have this beautiful book for sale along with online courses, along with a a quarterly workshop that we do and amazing, amazing industry meetups where public adjusters, contractors and attorneys are getting together all over the country for us to talk shop and elevate the industry because we are stronger together. That's our show for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great one. See you later.